There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Hello everyone and welcome to Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi and USA Network. I am Sean Fangirl S. And I'm Steve, and tonight we'll be discussing episode seven of season two of The Purge. Holy shit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. So, oh my God. Yeah, there's not going to be a whole lot beyond that. Like, seriously, like, we're going to talk about this, but just know OMG is the word of the day. Expect Sean to dump a bunch of those before (laughs) this podcast is over with. I was freaking out. Because there were a lot of them. And especially at the very end, I yes. was like, what the hell? Because we, this is episode seven, and how many did we say total? Ten. So we got three more episodes, yet we're two days to with Purge. Yeah, that's where we end. It's like, how's that going to work? <laughs> are we going to get, well, the two days before and then the Purge? We're going to get be. the Purge again. Yeah, this was nuts. But the Purge will, this sounds really weird, me saying it this way. The purge will end just before the holiday. <laughs> yeah, the purge's gonna end the holiday, that's for sure. But anyway, okay, let's jump yeah. into episode seven. Should I stay or should I go? Really? You're gonna give us that song title? But uh, Right. <laughs> Marcus's family makes a tough decision. Esme and Ryan risk it all. Ben destroys someone he loves and wasn't his brother. Although I think we were no, all hoping wasn't. that was gonna happen. Yeah. <laughs> but holy crap, the opening. We have a meeting at the Mary Makers Mask Company. Say that four times fast. They're discussing yeah. the new masks, which provide better ventilation than the previous version. And I think it's so funny, like, because obviously the mask is on a camera because you see the two dark holes and you wouldn't necessarily focus on that. But for some reason, I just kept right. focusing on that. I know, weird. But then they discuss the need for an LGBTQ mask and possibly donating some of that profit to. Various charities. It's like, what? What am I missing? What is this shit? And again, first thing that comes to mind, there's always somebody going to make profit off something. It doesn't matter. Oh, hell yes. They're in marketing. What do you expect? (laughs) Oh, my God. That just makes me feel so dirty. I'm not in marketing. But just knowing that that's out there. Yes. Then we had, I'm guessing he's like the new guy, suggesting we make this new mask. The campus killer mask. And his boss seemed a bit taken back. Or At first. Yes. And then the rest of the people are like, we can't do that. That's promoting murder. Uh, duh, you are promoting murder, but whatever. And then finally, the one lady's like, hmm, not a bad idea because the news will do all the advertising for us. Oh, ding, ding, right. ding. We've got a winner. So yep. they're making that God mask with all the blood, which honestly, I did see that at, at Halloween. And I'm like, that's creepy. Yeah. And I'm just thinking, wow, is this what advertising is like, too? Because it's like, this just makes you want to hose down your eyeballs and your ears, okay? 
clean them out with bleach because it felt horrible (laughs) listening to this. Oh, okay. Let me move on. Now, we do see it's 116 days till the next purge. And again, like, okay, just under four months out. Right. All right. How are we going to really get this all wrapped up at this point? Right. I mean, with this episode, because it was so early on, it's like, all right, a total of four episodes. How are we wrapping this in this four-hour right. time span? We're going to have to have some jumping here sooner or later. Which we sure as hell did at the end, but... Yeah. <laughs> Sure did. I don't know where we'll actually start the next episode, though. Because just because it jumped no. doesn't mean that's where we are. But anyway, I no. digress. We have Esme and Ryan sneaking around to get information to help take down the NFFA. And they go into what appeared to be an abandoned house. Right. And I think it was might have been Drew Adams' house, but I wouldn't think so. I mean, I they would- know... To look there. Yeah, I would, so, say, yeah, I, I would think that they'd be watching that place. Right. But Esme logs into her account because she's like, yeah, of course they're going to leave me in the system because they think if I log in, they can track me. Okay. Yeah, but not everybody's going to protect you, Esme, so you need to be on it. And a little quick hack. And she's got the information. Let's go. So Ryan, I don't know really why Ryan is trusting her right now. Right. But she's like, well, I felt I can trust you because I know you didn't kill the guards on purge night. Now, why at that moment he wasn't like, hold on, red flag, you were watching? Yeah, time out, time out. How did you know that? Right. (laughs) And I'm, again, thinking, how is it not like, wait a second, if she was watching me, what about Tommy? Blah, blah, blah. Like, why all that wasn't running through his head? Right. But whatever. When we see Esme... Getting the information, we then see at the surveillance site, Vivian triangulating her position. She's moving pretty fast. Now, do you think that she possibly, even though it was moving fast, was trying to have it stall a little? I probably would say yes. She was not in a rush to process it. Ah. Because we saw her trying to back things up the previous time they had her on the run. Mm -hmm. So. You know, yeah, um, she's hates being where in the position she's at right now. Right. Yeah, which we see that later for sure. But yeah. they get the information, they take off, and Vivian at that moment tells the boss the location and send everybody. It's like, okay, calm down there, Sparky. Yeah. <laughs> because the police fly by and Ryan is like, you have everything? Show me. And she shows him pictures of the jackals from Last Perch. Which is starting to make me question, okay, what are you trying to do? Do you Right, want to yeah. This I don't them? think this was for her or this was for Ryan. Right. It's like, this is weird. But we see the next day, Ryan's like, well, I can't tell you what's going on because not exactly going after them, but it'll come out, I'm sure. Right. And he's like, hey, open that box. And... There's a wig, a blonde wig, because he's like, it's time to change your look. Really? Okay. And he's like- Better disguised than just a ball cap. Right, true. (laughs) Yeah, it's not a Marvel movie. But it's like, hey, I I got a passport guy too. I'm going to get you out out of the country. And of course, she's like, I'm not going anywhere. Woman, maybe you need to until you guys figure out how to take this shit down. Right. But we're going to meet the rest of the gang. And they're a little nervous about you. But this whole time, instead of putting the wig on, because you can't guarantee you're completely in dead zones, 
She's holding it in her right. hand. Yeah. Put the <laughs> damn wig on your head. I was like, why is she screwing up? Why is she not putting that thing on? Right. And then Ryan suddenly gets a call and he's like, change your plan. And of course, he ends up having to tell her because she's a little freaked out. She's like, my mother has Alzheimer's and she got out of the home and they haven't found her yet. And okay, Esme, without the wig. Anyway, hey, well, if you watch people long enough, there's patterns. It's like, is that your catchphrase? Because you've said that several times now. Yes. But is there some place she might have gone? An old job, a school, a park, something. And Ryan's like, oh, good idea. And finds his mom at his old school. And there's two cops there, like with his mom. Now, at this point, I'm thinking they have to have something like we have in regards to like a silver alert, where it is, right. you know, an older person, similar to Amber Alert, this older person who has wandered off. Most of the times it is somebody with some kind of dementia. And right. that the cops would know this because it's all kind of high tech, right? Or the NFFA with all their damn cameras should be able to find her, right? But no. Right. Real quick. The two officers are like, I need some information. Okay. When he walked up and the mom's like, oh, why aren't you in school? And he's like, oh, school is canceled, mom. You would think that one of them at least would be like, oh, okay. I get it. Right. And But they want Ryan's ID. And he opens his wallet. And you see at least two IDs. I know. <laughs> How do they not see it? Because it's not like he had it up where they couldn't see it. They was like laying flat. I'm like, right. What? So he gets and digs through and pulls out another one. And right. like, How many IDs you got in there, Ryan? Yeah. Half a dozen. Gives it to them. They run it. They're like, oh, you were a cop. And oh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. You know, a little BS back and forth. He's like, I'll take my mom. Thank you. As they had handed back, they're like, oh, we can help you get her in the truck. Okay, why? Yeah. It's like, oh, oh we're just helping up a, a former cop. Yeah, it's like, this is weird. Are you trying to check We my don't car? want her to run off on you again. Right? But Esme sees them coming and sneaks out of the car. because yeah, they, she's sweating bullets. Yeah, because they put the mom in the front seat, and she's just like, wee! I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not like you're on a swing. What? But Ryan drives off. Now, does he see Esme hiding behind another vehicle and then her take off? I don't way? think so. Okay. I was wondering if, like, he's seen her and is like, all right, let me do this. And I'm yeah, thinking, around he's the block. Go, yeah. Like, I'll meet her around the block. You can pop in. Are you in a dead zone? Is this, like, one of those areas that there are no cameras anywhere? This just seemed weird. Yeah. Again, weird. But somehow. As Esme is not getting caught, making her way back. Good thing she's a main character. Although that didn't help everybody last season. Um, right. <laughs> uh, she sees a card for sale with an 800 number and the name Drew Adams. It's like, what? What? Yeah. And huh? I thought that was weird. I'm thinking, why is that there? Is this a way that people contacted her? I'm thinking this was actually something that may have been there from Drew. Alas, no. She does grab the number and calls it, and it's Vivian, who luckily was not at work at that moment. Right. I was starting to wonder what was going to happen if she was. Yeah, it would not have turned out well. Yeah. So Vivian, of course, is like... What the hell's going on? Yeah, thank you. Can you tell me something? Anything? I, right. Did you do it? <laughs> and what is it that you did? Because they won't tell me. Because when she does have a few moments early, I think it was earlier, she would talk to her boss and he's like skirting the issue. 
Like, yeah, oh. he wouldn't tell Vivian anything. Just that you got to trust the NFFA. <laughs> and Esme cared too much, and that's what happened. It's like, oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, okay, now I'm scared. You know, it's like, yeah. especially when he mentions, you care too much, you shouldn't. It's like, ah! Yeah. And, you know, Esme's like, and Esme did the same thing, so we're keeping our eyes on you too, Vivian. That's what I was thinking immediately. I'm thinking, yeah. you see what happened. Maybe. Especially when uh, Esme says, how do I know they don't have you bugged? She's like, oh, I'm not. Well, Esme didn't think she was either. Right. But Esme does say, I didn't do anything wrong, but don't trust anyone. And I love Esme's like, don't trust anyone. But Vivian's like, well, can well, I, can trust, I trust, you? trust you? Yeah, <laughs> interesting. I wanted her to say, like, I don't know, but you you can help me. Because at least right. that would have been honest. Just saying. So later that night, I don't believe this. Ryan tells her that, well, the cops almost caught you today. You really need to get out of town. And I don't even know how you made it back here, basically, is what he was right. saying. And she's like, I, yeah. I can't run. And you know, you just see the frustration in his face, like this woman. Right. It's like, you didn't run? He's like, yeah, it's different. I have people that count on me. And she's like, well, I got people, too, that I basically put in harm's way, somehow. Drew, Olivia, pause, pause, pause for a dramatic effect. <laughs> and yep. Tommy. What? Oh, no. Shouldn't have said that. Right? Because he's like, what the hell do you know about Tommy? And and she's like, I was the one who had to make the call that he didn't make it out in time. Why? Why would you even say that? Well, she's telling the truth, but damn it, I almost got her killed right then and there. Right? Because Ryan's like, yeah, you need to get the hell out. She's like, yeah. I'm just trying to make it right. There's a lot of Tommies out there that that I've tagged and other people have tagged and they're doing my job right now. Blah, 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 blah. And <laughs> let, me, let me see. How exactly did she say it? I have to blow the whole thing up. It's like, really? Right. Okay. She's going to single-handedly take down the NFFA. And somehow this is what moves Ryan. Yeah. Because she's like, I feel the same way. And I know you were trying to do right. That's what I'm trying to do. And before she actually walks out, did she even have the wig? At least have some kind of cover. No, she didn't have the wig on either. She, she was going to be dead. She was going out as her. Yeah, she's dead. He just says, wait. All dramatic and broody. Really? Okay, Ryan. I don't know. This could totally be your downfall. And we will talk about everybody when we do the jump in a minute. So yeah. we won't finish them. But we had already kind of talked about at NF. F.A. I'm going to have a hard time with that. Surveillance yep. offices and the boss. And the boss just seems so scary. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm like, I really think he's now looking at Vivian because she has been, like, questioning. Even though at first right. she's like, oh, I didn't go home. And he's like, don't beat yourself up. You did great last night. It's like, right. yeah, that's not why. But what did she do? And then yeah. that's when I'm like, you just stepped in it. Right. You just turned the light on. Shined it brightly on your face. Yeah. So I don't trust him at all. Oh, no. And even with her being completely innocent with saying it, she's like, I don't understand. I think, yeah. He's like, oh, we're going to have to take her out, too. Yep. Whatever to cover his own butt. Ew, that sucks. But let's talk about Marcus and Michelle for a moment. And more sucking. Yeah. <laughs> Holy crap. Because Michelle's like, oh, okay, let's have breakfast and call the PI. What are we going to tell the PI, huh? That we did something yeah. illegal? 
probably not the best of ideas. No. And Marcus is like, this is going to get a lot uglier before anything gets better. Maybe you need to get out while you can. And I'm like, it's like, what? What? No, we're in this together. So, okay, great. Wow, you really tried hard to talk her out of it, Marcus. Right. So Marcus goes to get the paper and notices, oh, there's several neighbors going over to the guy's house. The guy who had the affair with his wife. So they run next door, ring the doorbell, nobody's answering. And Michelle's like, are you sure? Yeah, they're in here. I just seen them. And the windows, they go around back and hey, it's the whole damn neighborhood. Yeah, <laughs> not good. Okay, Stan and April are like, what? What did we, what, what did I do to you? Why do you hate me so much that I deserve to die? And this worked my nerves. <laughs> yes, I'm saying that very deliberately. Because then you have one creepy ass neighbor do a slow clap and gets up and's like, you killed my wife. Okay, now, first of all, if this wasn't a purge thing, why the hell? I mean, was she related to every single one of them there? No. Okay. What the hell? Right. Because yeah. he explains that five years ago, she was having problems breathing, went to the ER, and she had AFib. And Marcus is like, we have to shock her heart, but it should be okay. It's pretty routine. But Clint's wife died, and Marcus didn't even come out to tell Clint the bad news. Now, would that have made it any better? Maybe Marcus was freaked out. I mean, five right. years ago, still early on yeah. in his career. Right. We don't even know if he ended up being the doctor who was dealing with it. did it, right, yeah. yeah. Because just because they come out to say it doesn't mean they're the ones that are doing it, especially if it's early on and right. you know, possibly doing residency. But Clint, of course, is like, she was a pillar of the community. Everybody loved her. You fucked up. Yeah. And a couple of the neighbors stand up and say, yeah, she was a really great lady. And they all seem mad because Marcus didn't get to know any of them when they moved in. Right. I don't know about you, but I don't really know my neighbors. No. I know. It's been a long time since I've known any of our neighbors. <laughs> we know the ones on each side of us and one across the street. That's it. Right. I don't even know their last names. I'm going to be honest. No. So, like, what the hell? That's why you're mad? Yeah. And Clint's like, oh, if you get out by midnight, I'll consider taking the hit off you. Otherwise, next purge, it's going to be me that takes you out. So, first of all, okay, you have a hit on on him all your neighbors kicked in a hell of a lot of money yeah and you're the one that's going to take all that money then because you already yeah. told him yeah it's going to be me at that point i'd be like oh hold on i need to take back my money no i'm sorry yeah but whatever obviously it's an issue so marcus and michelle uh, apparently the other neighbors are scared of this guy as well so well yeah because he just creepy and crazy yeah so marcus and michelle are like all right you know what we need to go because everybody seems like freaked out about this dude and right when they're like, all right, we're going to go. We'll just send for everything. And Darren happens to walk up. He's like, you're leaving? Hey, can I go with? <laughs> you go, this is not good. Right. He's like, I think I'm in trouble. I messed around with the wrong guys. And I think they're coming to purge me. Well, you're not wrong. Yeah, just not the entire truth. All right. So Marcus is like, fine, you're coming with us. And they all go inside. And then we see them driving off. And they're at a checkpoint, a police checkpoint, apparently at the Mississippi State Line. What the yeah, hell? apparently they've yeah they've got police checkpoints at every state line. This is not some place I want to live. No, this is what I'm thinking. What is happening? So this turned into you can't go across state lines because the officer gathers everyone's ID, and when he does give them back. Now it was interesting though. I do have to say, Marcus is like, I'm reaching for my ID now. 
Right. Like, oh, okay. So are you afraid they're going to try to shoot you here yeah. off perch? Thinking you uh, are reaching for a gun instead of your wallet. Right. It's like, oh, interesting. It's like, oh, well, you guys can go, but he can't. He's not allowed to cross state line. Yeah. So they're obviously watching him. And then Darren's like, all right. Yeah, it wasn't with some guys. It was the government. What? So Darren's like, okay, well, we're not going to have everybody die for me. So you guys should leave me. And Marcus is like, I'm not leaving you. You're my kid. And even Michelle's like, no. So when they turn around and go back, Clint's outside watching them. How long were you standing out there, you creeper? Yeah, because... <laughs> Let's see, New Orleans to Mississippi is a good two hours, two and a half hour drive, and then you've got to turn around and come back. So we're talking five hours later after since they left, he's a and he's still standing out there watching their house. Right. Mm, not good. Now, again, pet peeve that I have in all these shows, you have a garage. Why are you parking in the front? Yeah. <laughs> parking your damn garage. But anyway, they're like, okay, well, what's going to happen? Don't worry, we'll figure it out because we never should have ran. And there's psychos like Clint all over the world. And some of them are running the government. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So that was crazy with all of them. And let's put the cherry on this Sunday of crazy. Yeah. Because we have Ben. Kellen is like, I got to go. Telling Ben's mom. Oh, no, don't worry. I'll just get a car. It's like, girl, you should have left. Already. <laughs> because his mom's like, no, let me make you some breakfast. She's like, no, gotta go. Did you have a fight? Nope, just gotta go. Like, I feel like if she just said, he's not killer. Right. His mom would be like, you got to go. Yeah, get out of here now. Right. But no, let's, let's hem and haw. And Ben rolls over to find out Kellen's not there and gets up to look for her. And notices his suitcase not quite right. It's like, shit. Yeah, busted. So Ben comes down and Kellen's like, I got a policy project, gotta go. He's like, oh, let me let me take you back. And his mom's like, yeah, that'll make me so much happier and make you feel so much safer. It's like, Kellen. She ain't gonna make it there. Yeah, I'm like, Kellen, girl. I don't know. You should have said anything. Nope, sorry. The car's already coming. Bye. Yeah. You're so super screwed, girl. Yep. And of course, as they're driving back, Ben's like, Kellen, I want you up, my, up in my bag. No, no. Why don't we just listen to some music? All right. You are so not playing this cool. No. And she just blurts out, I seen the mascot last night. Okay. Just, ah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ben's like, but you didn't call the cop. That means you care about me. And I'm thinking, she didn't call the cops. That means she was freaked out and wanted to get as far away from you as possible. Exactly. Before she called the cop. Yes. She wanted to be safe before she called the right? cops. And he tells her about the farmer, and Kellen's like, oh, crap. Yeah, you're really brave, you're telling me. And Ben's like, I know you're scared, you're doing that neck thing you keep doing. It's like, shit, you gotta tell, you are so screwed. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, reach in the bag. And she's like, no, 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 no. So he reaches in and grabs a knife. And of course, I'm like, oh, she's dead right now. Oh, my God. Right. <laughs> but he hands it to her. I want you to feel safe. Do you really think I feel safe with just holding this knife? You tower no. over me. Yeah. He's probably got a good, what, 50 pounds or more on her. And oh, at least. She already knows he's killed three people. Well, four. Because yeah. you count the purge kill. Yeah. And she's probably just thinking, I am super screwed. Yeah. 
Helen tries to open the window at some point and Ben's like, oh, are you hot? I'll turn on the AC. Well, great. The locks are on the window. Are the child locks on the car so you can't get out? Does that count in the front? I don't even know. But they end up stopping at a gas station and Ben's filling up the tank. She puts the knife back in the bag and gets out saying, I need to go to the bathroom. And of course, as this happens, he's like, oh, hey, can I use your phone? Mine's dead. Why didn't you have it plugged in in the car? Yeah. See, I'd have been like, no. Yeah. She locks the bathroom door and right on a paper towel that she's been kidnapped by the campus killer in a green Subaru southbound on 55. Now, who thought this was going to get into anybody's hands other than Ben? Raise your hand and then slap yourself in the face. (laughs) Exactly. Because, of course, Ben isn't there, so she grabs her bag. I think you should have had your bag with you. Yeah. And then been like, oh, I'm going to grab a candy bar. Something. Because if you had gone inside, Mm. maybe would have had a better shot. Right. Probably not. At least Ben would have had to kill the clerk inside to get to you first. Right. And any other people that may have been in there. Right. But, damn. You are so stupid. I'm sorry. Why do they make some of these people so dumb? Because then you have Kellen looking in the the rearview mirror. And he's like, what are you doing? She's like, oh, checking my makeup. Really? I don't know how many times I started shaking my head at this girl. I'm like, you know what? You are that typical girl in a horror movie that's going to die early. Even though it's not early because some of the stupid shit you're doing. Yep. And she's like, hey, how about after finals we go on a trip or get an apartment and a puppy? You are trying too hard right now. Yes. Because what happens? Ben pulls off the highway. Now she starts freaking out. Good idea to freak out. Yeah. And they're near a canal. And I'm like, oh, you're dead. You're so dead. Yep. (laughs) Yep. Absolutely. That's all I kept saying. Yep. As soon as he pulled off the road, I said, nope, girl, you're gone now. And he shows her the note. Why did you do this? Why would you do this? Because I'm scared of you? Yeah. And you're a sick person. He's like, no, no, you just don't understand. And he's like, get the knife. No, get the knife. No, get the knife. No. (laughs) No, trust me. I just need you to cut me and it'll help you. Understand. Yeah. And I immediately thought, No, he's framing you as to be the campus killer. See, that's what I thought at first. But at the same time, I'm like, they could tell the difference in height, even on camera. There's no way. But at least for probably, but I could see that that was where he was thinking, what what he was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Why he had her holding that knife. Yeah. Wanting to cut him. And he said, I wrote this one down because I'm like, oh, God. You just have to give yourself permission to let go of the guilt and fear. I'm like, that's straight out of that character's mouth, that the radio guy. Yep. And, you know, as he's trying to get her to cut him on his arm, he's yelling at her. Yeah, I'm sure that's going to totally not have her freak out. Right. She'd only stabbed him in the neck. Right. So instead, she stabs him in the leg and takes off running out of the car. Well, obviously, she can move a little better than him because he's limping along as he's screaming for her. And again, I'm thinking, she's not going to get away, but he also has the car. Why didn't he just get it and, like, throw it in reverse? Right. He's following her, and she tries to flag down a car, which kept going. And she's in the street. Now, you knew some shit was going to happen here. Oh, absolutely. So, she's in the street. This car ends up coming. Now, she, she backed up, I think, to run turn and run right yeah she was looking at ben as she was in the on the highway walking moving backward but the guy she in turned the around just enough car, time to yeah. yeah 
He hits her, but the guy in the oncoming car should have seen her ass standing there. Yes. It's not like when they pull back, he's coming around to bend or some kind oh, of Oh, hell fly. no. What were he you doing? He saw her in the road for a good half a mile. Right. Should have been slowing your ass down and be like, what is going on? Yeah. Yeah. And when she gets hit by this truck, the guy's freaking out like, oh my God, oh my God, I got to call 911. And Ben goes to her and I'm thinking, okay. He's going to whisper something really sadistic to her because she's right. trying to keep her head turned because she's, well, dying and choking on blood. But it's like he pulls her head forward. So she's looking at him choking on blood and he strangles her. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> he wanted to make sure she was dead. And, she and he's he like couldn't have her somehow surviving and then telling the police on him. How did he explain all the blood and... The knife wound, what, what? How is he explaining all that when they get there? I don't even know if he'll even be there by the time the police get there. That was messed up. I couldn't believe that he, he did that. Right. Yeah, I was really just like, what? No, I knew that because she wasn't dead yet, he was going to finish her off. I was so surprised, though. I really thought he was going to be just saying something like, if you'd have just listened, you know, like something like that. And then, right. like, watch her die instead of actually killed her. I was surprised. But, like we said, we jump at the end. The countdown clock runs down to two days before the next purge. And this is when there was a lot of WTFs happening. Yes. <laughs> you see Ben wandering around the streets and suddenly finding a store that has all of his masks in the window. And you see the look. Like, at first, when you see him look kind of almost giddy, I thought right. he found where he's going to set up shop for Purge. Yeah. But it's the mask, and he's like, oh, yes, I'm famous, which makes me wonder, too, have there been any other murders in that 116-day time, or 114-day? Right, yeah. We wonder if we'll find out. But we go to Marcus and Michelle, and sitting there quietly, and when they pull back the camera, you just see a shit ton of weapons that they've collected over this time. Yes, several machine guns, shotguns, axes. should have got like a giant, I don't know, whatever it is where you can feed in a ton of bullets and it goes like crazy. I mean, it right. seems like all of it is legal. Yep. A rocket launcher is legal because you can't blow things up like explosives aren't. But would rocket launchers fall under that? I wonder. I bet they would. <laughs> you, you just need Otherwise, the NFFA offices would have been bombed a long time Probably. ago. And then you see Esme getting something to drink and going back into bed. It's like, oh, okay, she's still there with Ryan. But, oh, they're not just there together. They're together. It's like, <laughs> oh, well, I mean, I guess in that almost four months time. Anything can happen. Yeah. And apparently it has. Wow. Okay. I, uh, yeah, this was so weird. Especially in the moments with Ben and Kellen. I'm like, awkward. <laughs> yeah. This was crazy. I don't know what's coming, and I can't wait. I'm like, ah, oh, hurry up and get here. Yeah. Well, obviously, you know, I really like this one. Uh, Steve had a couple of his what moments as well. Oh, yeah. But what did you guys think about this episode? Please let us know at sci-fi talk at fangirlzone.com or go over to our contact page and shoot us a message in one of those many ways. Make sure you tweet along and tell us what you think. And while you're at it, rate and review us on iTunes and every other platform you find us on because good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us. Oh, tell your friends about this show because holy crap, this is so good. And I'm wondering, 
if this is going to lead up to the new Purge movie. I guess we'll find right. out. So for, yep. for this episode of Sci-Fi Talk, I'm Sean Fangirless. And I'm Steve. Graveyards are full of heroes. And until next time.